So hi and welcome to another episode of Net Support Radio and I'm really pleased to welcome onto the show today Rachel Dunsmore. Now Rachel I don't want to steal your thunder too much but you're a former maths teacher. Um, you shared with me before recording that you're keen to get back in the classroom as well um, but um, you're, you're really really passionate about maths. Could, could you just share about who you are, what you do now and your experience in education please? Uh, yes of course. Um, it, it wasn't my first career. Uh, I uh, had a career in industry and then um, a bit of a career break for the children and I did um, my PGC quite late um, and uh, and then went into the classroom as a classroom teacher, math secondary, um, state sector 11 to 16. So uh, uh, did that for, for uh, a decade or so and, and then I've come out of classrooms to do some other things but all involving maths and education. Oh, that's lovely. I know quite a few people who are really, really passionate about maths. One of them, a friend, Danielle Bartram, I'm sure you know. But uh, something that she and others like Craig Barton have written about um, uh, previously uh, and is often sort of discussed as an issue. And I've certainly come across it, not just from students that when I've been teaching, but but colleagues as well. Uh, it is commonly heard phrase where people say, like, I don't do maths. What have you been your approaches to this sort of thing in your career when people have come at you with these sorts of comments? interestingly it's actually it's often not the children it's the parents that come mm. um and they it's not so much that i don't do math but it's i can't do math and it you, they sit there at parents evening say oh well i can't do math and I, I, you just want to weep because actually the message it's sending to the children is math is difficult it's something that some people don't like um their parents have found it hard so therefore they're probably going to find it hard um, mm. And it just sends out all the wrong messages. And of course, actually, um, everyone can do maths. You know, the children come up from uh, primary uh, brimming with confidence. I don't, I don't quite know what we do at secondary, uh, but but that's where it sets in. Um, so they come very positive about their maths experience, often from primary. Um, and it's a, it's a confidence game. It's a, it's really it's about setting the level of challenge. At, at exactly the right point for every child um, mm. so that they never feel they feel challenged but not out of their depth that it is within their grasp and I I mean I know I'm biased I love maths but but it is the easiest subject to love um, it, it, in the right environment so I say it's the parents it's not the children and, and gosh I would be mortified if any child left my classroom thinking mm. they couldn't do maths. No, I mean, I, I am minded to agree with that thing. It, it is sort of uh, sort of institutional, isn't it, with, with old, you know, parents saying those things and then sort of passing it down to their children. Uh, you're absolutely right on that front. Um, just uh, thinking about our conversations as well, you've, you've shared that um, in your um, previous schools, you've been you've used um, technology, one-to-one -one iPads in particular, uh, in your classroom. You, you clearly come from a background very similar to mine, and I'm a huge fan of of the um, the way in which an iPad um, and 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 other other tools, but um, it's in my my my, my background's iPad as well, like like yours. Um, it can be really, really helpful for learning when done so in the right sort of a way. So I was just wondering what sort of approaches you found helpful in ensuring the purposeful use of iPads in the classroom? Yes, I, I think they were quite transformative when we um, got them. We, we used to have um, the mobile laptop trolleys and they were always out of charge and it, or you needed to book a computer room. It, it just, it, it was an effort. Whereas the iPads were in their bags 
uh, and the children could just take them straight out and use them when you wanted. So it mm. wasn't half the lesson it, or, or even a whole lesson. It could be integrated into a lesson as a learning activity um, on a regular basis. So every lesson you, you could use them. And there were some wonderful um, um, uh, transom, T-R-A-N-S-U-M, a wonderful um, website, uh, free, where you could do that moment where you, you've, you've done the starter, you, you've taught what you're planning to, 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 for them to learn, and then they get that chance to practice um, mm. uh, before doing the book work. It was a way of really the children working independently, um, but, but fully supported because they were getting immediate feedback, um, it, which I think is right for that part of the lesson. And then, you know, as a teacher, you, you then saw exactly where things were going wrong. So it was that quick check as well. One might have used a um, a, a whiteboard, the, the little whiteboards that we used to have. Mm. You could actually do it, um, do it using the iPads in a really effective way so that the pupils had that learning experience. They got to practice. And as a teacher, you could intervene where necessary. Um, that that was fantastic, and it, it took ten minutes. It, it wasn't a, a big deal. It was just part of the lesson and part of what we did. So I, I thought that was a, a really uh, effective way. Uh, uh, the iPads were just sort of transformative in that way. Mm. And anything you can do to sort of close down the feedback loop and make it as quick as possible to give that feedback to the learners, so they can sort of have that in the moment, uh, is obviously going to be super helpful, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, and I think with iPads that they add a lot of color to the class. I mean, you, the, the activities you can do are so many more, much more varied. But you need to be really careful to make the, sure that what you're doing is, is effective. That the, the educational impact is there. It's not just about um, an engaging activity. It's, it's got to be a high quality, worthwhile um, activity that really sort of complements what what you're trying to achieve. No, I completely agree on that front. I mean, it sounds like we're in a bit of an echo chamber here, but if I was to put a gift to this conversation, it would be that one where that girl's sort of got a book and she's like, oh, you, me, same page. Because it's definitely my uh, my thinking, you know, just because you can do something with technology doesn't necessarily mean that you should. You have to keep, you know, your, your pedagogy right at the heart of what you're trying to achieve. Because if you don't, um, you know, it becomes a gimmick and children see through gimmicks really, really quickly. Oh don't they uh, no, yeah. i know i quite agree a uh, fake fun i call it yeah um yeah there's that great section in craig barton's book uh, how i thought i taught math where he talks about episodic memory he talks about how he was teaching fractions with swiss rolls and he, he saw a student a few years down the line and the student uh, was, was commenting about that lesson and craig thought you know, the student was like you know some sort of like you know um fractions wizard but no no nah, sir the, the cake was amazing that sort of yeah, thing that's what they remember yeah. yeah yeah exactly exactly that and so, you know, lo lovely uh, messages there. Thank you very much, Rachel. Um, as a maths practitioner, have you got any um, ways in which an iPad can be best used to support maths in your experience? Um, um, well, interestingly, again, what my problem was, was what I wanted didn't exist. Uh, so we had um, what I wanted was something that would deal with the um, essential skills at the start of a lesson. So mm. um, we do it, loads of maths teachers do it. It's a fairly standard thing. And it, it's there's good research around it to show it's very worthwhile. Uh, is, is the retrieval practice, 10 quick questions, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, there's, 
so, so you're what you're doing is you're recapping past work but but it as a teacher it can be a bit haphazard about what you go for um and it's not necessarily systematic and you, there's a lot of good data there as well that's not being collected because it, mm. it is a quick start you, you don't want it to be a mammoth task but equally there's children are doing questions and there is an opportunity to do more with what they're doing so follow up but of course actually it's a start you don't want that and I felt actually technology could really and the iPads in particular because that's what I was using could really benefit uh, sort of uh, there because they could do more than I could as a teacher and I think that's again another issue around technology there's not many instances in the classroom where technology is better than a teacher but mm. I felt in this situation actually it could bring more than I ever could just because it had its sort of infinite capacity almost really in terms of, of memory so it was about um, automating um, and systemizing the, 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 the starter um, so that we could the questions were personalized to every pupil uh, that if they forgot something it came at them again the next day um, and 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 capturing that information and and then putting in um, the the appropriate questions for every child really. Uh, so that was it wasn't there, and I, and I wanted it. So that's how I, I felt technology could could really at, at that point um, was really needed um, in the classroom. It didn't exist. That's that's really interesting because I mean I, I I know of and and to be fair I've done it myself as well you know Wolfram Alpha which is tied into the iPad you know using Siri to ask questions and you know, can you beat Siri you know asking math questions and asking Siri to and hopefully now all my devices don't start pinging me and asking me what I want and things but yeah that that's great fun but as a teacher you know. Uh, remembering and uh, you know, tying in your thoughts around having houses forgetting curve for example knowing what you taught when and, and remembering and making those questions that's a, a whole lot of work um, for something which actually could be automated so I mean it, it is leading quite nicely uh, it's almost like we planned it into <laughs> um, what you, you you now do Rachel so you stepped out of the classroom uh, and you, you, you developed a, a retrieval app for math to support learners can you sort of yes. share more about that? Well, I, I assume someone else would do it um, because you just sort of, it, it was such an obvious thing to do and it it just never came. And mm. I wondered if I could do it whilst I was teaching, but but uh, you'll know and, and any teacher will know, there's, there's just not time, is there? Um, and so I I did, I, I've created a maths app. Uh, when I say created, it, it's been professionally created. I didn't sort of do a, a kitchen job on it. It's a, it's a nice product. Um, that, that is retrieval practice for maths. So um, that there's, uh, and then also not just that though, the algorithm within it, it, it instigates a sort of um, space practice as well, so, or uh, distributed practice um, to, to make sort of full benefit of, of what we're offering. Any sort of cognitive science that we, that we thought would, would help is in there. Um, so there's also, um, I mean, it, teachers do it naturally, interleaving, you know, as part of the essential skills about finding the right maths, isn't it? Mm. So um, that, that's all there too. It's all mixed up. So we've tried to make it as effective as possible. Uh, and reverting back to an earlier point about fake fun, there is no fake fun on this. I've been absolutely brutal in the interface. So, you know, there's no shooting stars or, or nice noises. It, it, it is, we're trying to keep a really clean interface so that the focus is very much on the maths. Um, and not um, gamified. Um, it, 
you know, you go up a level and all that sort of stuff. But but there's not those cheap wins that that, that um, I, I don't feel it is compatible with a, a high quality education at all. Really. That's really interesting. You talked about that idea of gamification there, because I'll go back to a, a point you made before as well, that about sort of finding that sweet spot where things aren't too hard or not too difficult. And that's part of growing, isn't it? And and that Goldilocks sort of effect. Um, that is still gamification, isn't it, though? But I think what you're talking about really is, say, the shooting stars, the badges, the whistles, the <laughs> all, all that sort of stuff. And, and again, that links nicely into um, a lot of thinking and cognitive um uh, sort of sciences uh, around things like cognitive load you know and, and so in it, it, it you'll learn to sort of remain focused on task and you know it's one of the reasons why i've got some issues with some of those low stakes quizzing platforms that call themselves low stakes but then you know there's it's massively high stakes there's leaderboards involved yeah. you're, you're under, the, under the under pressure with timing and you know, all your friends are answering the same question at the same time and what you find is children just getting really like ah and whacking the you know the ipad or whatever tool they're using to answer it i'd far rather a tool where children can work and actually have their brain ch- i, I want to catch children in not catch them out um, yes. and, and really get them to have the good stuff you know and that sounds like you've got that nailed inside inside the app you've developed well i think you know the teacher as you know you know you you have quite strong views on this and it, it was very interesting in the development of art math because i was working with people that weren't teachers and and they talked a lot about oh, it's got to be engaging, it's got to be engaging. And actually, as a teacher, you think, no, it's work. They need to get on with it. You know, it, it, if they want engagement and fun, they'll play FIFA or Fortnite or one of those. It's, we're not yeah. competing in that market. And, 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 and children will, will spot that kind of fake fun, uh, um, you know, at 50 paces that they, you, you can't, can't learn it. So uh, it, I was very keen that, it, it, but and it was, but, but but what you do here, you know, it's got to be engaging. It's got to be engaging, and and I was really adamant that no, it was a high quality educational tool. I'm sorry, maths is engaging, um, in my view, and and I hope uh, the children in my classroom finding it engaging as a subject is a fantastic subject. It, it should stand alone in itself as as something enough to draw them in. So, uh, but that's the teacher in me, and I. I that's why I um that's why we've designed it or I've designed it how, how it is so I mean I think we've made the interface really beautiful so it's a, it's a really um nice to use we've got handwriting recognition so there's none of the problems about trying to navigate the keyboard um and put in square root signs or indices we've done away with all that so actually mm. the, the interface is lovely to use and then that's the, a, a real pleasure of it as well that's really interesting about that engagement question as well, because I think there's different types of engagement, isn't there? There's engagement for woohoo and bells and whistles, um, but then it, which um, Carl Hendrick talks about engagement being a poor proxy for learning, you know. But then there's the engagement you get from being successful, because yes. you know success breeds success, and you know, and and, it, and what it appears to me again from having had the chance to play around with the app as well and through our conversations, it is that you know it's sort of there tied in right at the heart of what you're trying to do and it's scaffolded you know so if a student does get it wrong then they're represented with similar problems so they can build that confidence scaffold it and then move forwards as they've gained that confidence and again that's engaging because feeling successful happens when you are successful doesn't it you know so it's i think it's engagement for the right reasons and 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 I was really interested with the Ofsted report about um, uh, remote education, and then in, 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 in there they were talking about engagement being key. But again, again, 
in there, it's not talking about the bells and whistles and the woohoos. It's more like bums on seats is the engagement you need, you know, yeah. and and sort of you know, getting students there on task, focused, engaged in their learning. I think that's the the, the subtle difference because the words oh, obviously yeah. the same, isn't it? Yes, no, no, it, it is, and I guess it's one of those words that that could, yes, it's like laugh, isn't it? It could be used in so many different ways. Uh, <laughs> No, absolutely. Well, listen, it's been a, a real delight chatting with you today, Rachel. Thank you very much for taking the time to come on to Net Support Radio and um, to talk about maths and and uh, share a bit about your product as well. If people want to find out more about you or fancy sort of downloading the app and having a little trial and a little play around, where, where can they find you and and sort of find out more? Yeah, well, we um, our website is is probably the best place to start. Um, it's www.arkeducation.co.uk, and that's Ark with a C, not a K. Um, and there's a, 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 a school tab on there um, and a contact form that, you know, we just fill in, it, it, it comes straight, straight through to us and, or, or send us an email directly or all the contact information's there. Um, and really, if you do want to try it out, then it, it's perhaps best to get in touch with us um, because if you're a school or, or you've got a school email address, we can certainly um send you a code through so you've got free access and you, you can try it out with some students as well so so that's the best way to do it is probably um contact us so, so we can give you some free access it's on the app Fantastic. store brilliant yeah it's i know ipads at the moment but we are looking to roll it out i think it will always be um, have to be touchscreen devices but um, we are looking to expand what, what we're offering come the september no, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a nice Chromebook with a touchscreen. So, you know, there are there are lots of uh, engaging touchscreen, using that word again, uh, touchscreen devices uh, out there. So uh, it's good to hear that you're developing for multiple platforms. I think it's a really useful tool to, for uh, schools to have access to. Thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with me today and look forward to chatting with you some more in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Cheers.